What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? Welcome to another edition of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR on today's episode of the Blitz. Moats and I are going to deep dive into the draft. We have discussed the NFL draft a little bit as we've gotten closer and closer, how it pertains to the Steelers mostly. And we've all agreed, right? Running back, offensive line, linebackers. That's where we think the big priorities are. So how do Arthur Motes and I feel about each of those positions? Who are our top guys to target our own big board, if you will, for those positions? That is our topic du jour today. And since Arthur Motes is in the driver's seat, you know we start with defense. We're going to talk a little linebackers here to get us going. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation? Motes and Hewler on a... Tuesday from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Steelers Nation Radio. And you know how we always do. We like to have fun, man. We're going to talk plenty of ball. And more importantly, some of these prospects that are coming out, man, that could Mm. potentially be, you know, landing here in Pittsburgh. I mean, we know our hot positions in terms of what? Running backs, linebackers, offensive line, they're all a part of that hot commodity of what we're going to be targeting in those first, second, and third round potentially. So, yeah, man, we got to deep dive into that. But before we give our rankings and we start the fun, ah, you know it's a very interactive show, Wes. You know that, right? I, so I've been told. And you know that we always love to hear from the megawatts, the power grid. That's what we call our family, They right? got a lot of nicknames. The people that tune into us on the regular, that enjoy, that like to participate in the show. And we tell them the best way to do that is to hit us up on the Twitter.com. Correct. It's the best way and the only way. And it's the most efficient way as well, I might add. But it's simple. All you got to do is at the body 52. The body. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And then you could be a part of this beautiful family we got going Ooh. on. But talk to me, my great hair colleague. Yes, indeed. How you living, baby? Weekend uh, was good? Fantastic. Weekend was great. Um, some good weather. Uh, sister's lacrosse team still undefeated. She had a hat trick okay. over the weekend. Shout I mean, out. We just rocking and rolling. So, yeah, life is good, my man. But you know what, Arthur Motes? Uh-oh. I'm a little surprised, and maybe I don't want to step on your toes here. Hey, now. Because, to be fair, you could have been going here next. Uh-oh, you never know, though. But I'm surprised you did, mm-hmm. you know, as I, as I, as I bump the, uh, the music back up here a little bit, I'm surprised you, uh, you know, you didn't bring to the forefront uh, the loss of a man who has meant a little something to this show, certainly. Oh, without a doubt, man. But for me, I never like to dwell on the people that pass, <laughs> man. I like to just enjoy their positivity, man. First show, it? though, since uh, yeah. no, I, since the tragic passing. Been. Yeah, because it yeah. Fr- Friday morning. because well, the thing was... I know. It was a little... Uh, it had to feel like a little while ago. It was yeah. last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying that, that it was different because, remember, it was kind of, like, prolonged. Well, that In terms well of, like, too. he had been in there for a couple of yeah. days, so that was the big thing yeah. with that. But, yeah, man, without a doubt, man, DMX, the person we listened to for our intro song, man, has passed away. I mean, tragic, man. You know, it's one of those things where addiction is real, and it's something yeah. that does need to be talked about and highlighted, so that way... People can learn from, you know, his shortcomings and other people's shortcomings that have passed away from things like that. But it has been beautiful to see all of the people that he has touched, you know, in terms of just through his music, through their interactions with him and things along that nature, man. But without a doubt, man, shout out to DMX, a.k.a. Darkman X, a.k.a. Earl Simmons. Yeah, he uh, talk about a tone setter. I mean, that's 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 why we always come in on this show. I mean. For what the three years that we've been doing this, uh, it has we've been, been yeah, we've been using up in here, party up, uh, you know, as our intro song. 
Um, yeah, only 50 years old. You're absolutely right, man. Addiction's one of those things. It doesn't matter uh, how who much you money are, you yeah. make. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, it is it is a real thing that that millions, uh, you know, of our brothers and sisters and just people not only here in this country but across the world mm-hmm. uh, deal with. So all the best uh, to his family in that regard. And uh, I know and you all his fans as well, man. His it's fans a ton as well of people too. that have been like impacted. It's no different. I mean, we remember when Kobe Bryant passed. Remember how people spoke about how they grew up and he was their person. He was the guy that they would look to. Man, you know, I talk to you all the time about it, man. When I was growing mm-hmm. up, I listened to DMX on the regular. In fact, yep. when my cousin, I had my favorite cousin when I was younger, man, ended up getting killed. And literally, I would listen to DMX to get through it because mm-hmm. my cousin dressed like DMX because he was a DMX fan as well. So it was things like that I always think about when it comes to Dark Man X, baby. Dark Man X. Yeah, no, absolutely. Arthur Motes, um, when we were kids, when we were growing up, man, it, it the, the two guys that it felt like just their their peak was out of this world in terms of their popularity when when they were first it. crossover first mega like think about that D- DMX Eminem and you know what I I'd probably throw Fifty Cent into that conversation oh, yeah. too the reason I said first because think about with Eminem right he had Eight Mile mm-hmm. but then that was like his only one right. Fifty Cent came afterwards but DMX think about Romeo must die yep. Exit Wounds like he was the first like mm-hmm. legit I mean because obviously Rapper, we know Tupac actor. did that yeah. but he was like that new wave yes. of that the, yes. the, the more modern era, you know, Correct. of rappers. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. he was one of those first guys to really get back into doing the big budget action films mm-hmm. and not just a cameo. Actually have, like, a legit role. Like, a legit, like, like yes. you're a legit a part Speaking of this movie. Yes, absolutely. Like, like action, yeah. yeah. No, he was there, was, a, there was a period of time, late 90s, early 2000s. Him and Aaliyah, they were on that, where, like, that run together, man. I mean, you want to talk about popularity, DMX was at the very top of that list. I, I had two CDs, Arthur Motes, as a kid that I had to hide from my parents. Oh, yeah, I already know where you at. <laughs> Slim Shady LP. Uh-huh. And it's dark and hell is hot. Facts. <laughs> I had, you know, like Facts. in my room as a kid, I had these yes. two huge speakers and a stereo thing. Because, you know, obviously I've been in, real into yeah. music forever. And I had all my CDs on a shelf, but there were two CDs that I had to hide yep. from my parents that my older cousin had to buy me. Mm-hmm. Uh, DMX and Eminem. So, yeah, wanted to give a, wanted to give a little shout out to the guy that, that, the guy that sets the tone here for dark us every man, time we X, have baby. a show. <laughs> now, Arthur Motes, we can proceed. I to get into can. these linebackers. I guess we can. I guess we can. Now, where my mock drafts at? I know, right? Are the Steelers really going to take a quarterback? Come on! Oh, oh. <laughs> Y'all know what it is. <laughs> but anywho, man, let's start off with these LBs, man. And um, today what we want to do is rank our top five linebackers that are coming out in this 2021 NFL draft. And this, regardless of inside or outside linebacker, just traditional yes. Linebackers, not important, a 4-3 Important DM. caveat there. Yes, very true. So with that little caveat, the way we'll do it is this way, man. I'll give my number five. You'll give your number five. Okay. I'll give my number four. You'll give your number four. So as no I give discussion, my – No, no, no. We'll so as, li- so listen, okay. as I give my number five, I'm going to give you a couple of things right off the top why I have met five. Gotcha. And then you'll do your number five. We'll cover these off the top. We both kind of react to it together. Then we'll move on to the next one. I dig it. All right. I dig it. So with that being said, man – my number five person, I have uh, Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. Now, I liked him because, to me, he came off as a poor man's Micah Parson. I know he timed at a 4-3, but when you watch him on tape, he does not play at 4-3. But he's still a productive player, which I do like a lot. I mean, he he's very instinctive. He just has a natural knack for the ball. But I do think he's more of the dro- uh, more of a zone dropper than a you know, traditional man-to-man cover linebacker at that NFL level. But for me, man, I love his game, and I think he's a very productive guy. He's going to be, you know, successful at this next level. I like it, Arthur Motes. Number five on my list, 
I went with Aziz Ojulari mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. of Georgia. I, you'll see when this list plays out. I've mm-hmm. got more off-ball linebackers than edge guys here on my list. Um, I don't think that this is a great year for edge guys, but uh-huh. there's but there's two that I like, and he is one of them. Yes. Um, he's just polished already. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like he 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 seems like a guy that doesn't need a ton. Of, like he's not a project. Very true. That's how I would put it. He's Very not a project. True. He is polished. He will come in and he will be effective right away. Aziz. Ojaleri, the SEC boy out of Georgia. Hey, shout out to me. you for that, man. I thought you copied my list because at number four, I have Aziz oh. Ojalari as well, man. To me, <laughs> I said his pro comparison was Von Miller. I said in terms yeah. of his body shape, in terms of the speed rush and the natural bend that he has, he's built just, I mean, identical to Von, just about 10 pounds lights. He, he's 6'3", 240. Von plays about 250, 255. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would probably add 10 pounds to him, but not only is he a speed rusher, but he actually understands how to rush. And that's the big thing when we're looking at collegiate outside linebackers or pass rushers. The guys who only went on speed rushes, I don't like them because at the NFL level, you're not running around these tackles. Speed rush isn't going to work every time. You're going to have to have a counter. You're going to have to have a rush plan. And Aziz, like you said, very fundamentally sound. You can see mentally he's already ahead of the game. And I've and one of the questions I had was, can he set the edge consistently with his frame? But then you go back and watch him versus Alex Leatherwood. You go back and watch him against some of these other premier SEC tackles. First, second round picks. And yeah. he's handling his business and actually getting the better of these guys with both inside, outside, power moves. So, yeah, I definitely like his game a lot, man. I would probably add a little bit more weight on him. Yeah. But, yeah, I like his game a lot, man. He, he's my number four guy. I like it. I Shout like out it. To, well, I think Look he had the Z's on. Just say, hey, we're starting off on a good foot here, all right? Number four. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Do it. Do it. As we're thinking this out loud, I feel like I should have had Aziz number four and this guy number five. (laughs) I'm going with Kitty Payne. Oh, okay, Um, Now, I don't know. Like, you might not. This one was tough for me. I almost texted you about him this morning because some people list him as a defensive lineman. See, that's how I viewed him as a D-line. Yeah, I think he's more like like, 4-3 Right, and I – I just I, I saw that he is like officially based off his pro day yeah. listed as an edge. Yeah. So that's why I decided to go with that. That was again one that I struggled with. But again, there aren't a ton of those guys that I like. Yeah. It's really weird because normally mm-hmm. I mean, you know this, we can go through the years. Yeah. Every year in the draft, there's that dynamite, without a doubt, mm-hmm. top five, top three pass rusher. There's mm-hmm. not that guy this year. I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to make Jason Owusu uh, no, that, no and he's not that. Like, no chance. Yeah. I would take Kitty Payne, and I'd take Aziz yes. over him in a heartbeat. I would take the cat from Florida. I, I mean, from yeah. Miami. Um, was Miami. it uh, yep. Gre- Gregory Russo or whatever? I would take him. I yeah. Motes, there is no Chase Young. Mm-hmm. There is no Bosa brothers. Yeah. There is no Miles Garrett. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, those, those guys just aren't. There's no Von Miller. There's no Khalil Mack. Like, Very those true. guys just are not in this draft. But the two that I do really like, edge, defensive line, the guys coming off the end that I really like are, are Aziz and Kitty. Mm-hmm. Cool names, too. Absolutely. That's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I like that, though, man. I'm with you on that. All right, so now for me, at number three, I go with Jeremiah owusu Koromoa. For me, he reminds me of Jamal Adams, if Jamal Adams was a full-time Will linebacker. Okay, I like that That's comparison. what he is. He's an undersized guy. In terms, I know people say well, he's taller than Devin Bush. Yeah, he's taller, but he's about 215 max. That is little when we're talking about inside <laughs> linebackers, man. But mm-hmm. the reason why I love his game is, number one, what he lacks for in size, he makes up with effort and mentality. You watch his tape. He doesn't care 
who you are, O-lineman, fullback, wide receiver. He wants every little bit of that action he can get. And he's just a super productive player. I feel like his game translates perfectly to the NFL level in terms of if you're looking for that Jamal Adams, that honey badger, Tyron Matthew type of guy that can blitz, that can cover running backs, uh, slot receivers and tight ends that can get down in the box and do some of the, the nasty stuff in terms of, yeah. you know, run play and stuff yeah. like that. JOK does all of that. Now, for me personally, I like him solely in the 4-3 defense, though. I don't want him as an inside linebacker in a 3-4 where he can potentially have to take on blocks consistently. In a 4-3 with him being on the backside of that formation, let him just run free, cover whoever he needs to cover. I think this dude can be great. Arthur Motes, I agree. He's coming up shortly on my list. But at number three, I've got Zayvon Collins mm-hmm. out of Tulsa. Um, Arthur Motes, I want to preface this by telling our listeners, telling you, telling the good people out there, uh, Zayvon Collins probably isn't for everyone. He wouldn't fit into every single defense out there, but one that he would fit fantastically into, and I think that's part of why I like him so much, is our Pittsburgh Steeler defense. Uh, think Vince Williams, but faster. Uh, I, I no, no, mean, th- think Vince Williams, but with the size and athletic ability of Bud Dupree. Yeah, yes. 6'4", 260. 6'4", 260 moves like a freaking horse. You watch it. You, did you see the 90-yard pick six he had where he pulls away from everyone? Insane. Everyone on the it, field, he he just flees. Or it looks like Usain Bolt running on it. It's like, yo, what are we watching here? He really does. Like, this is crazy. You're right. Like, his blitzing ability is is insane. Again, mm-hmm. for a guy that can move like he can and plays off-ball linebacker, they're – are not many interior guys that we've seen that are like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's just a different cat. And again, he he's not going to be for everyone. He's not going to be for every defense. Um, but man, if you run a three four scheme, I think this is your guy. He Moats, the one thing I'd be interested to get your take on is I always wonder with guys like this. Like you go back and you watch his college tape. I think he was easily the best player on the field every time yeah absolutely like a lot of his Mm -hmm. games he you know he was the proverbial like man amongst boys conversation that we always have is that any type of red flag for you or is that you know what if I want to believe that a a Zayvon Collins a Khalil Mack right can come from this level and do it in the pros I better see him dominating like that on Saturdays anytime you have a defender who's the best player on the field at any level nah you're not worried about that as a negative you're like, yo, that speaks volumes. Yeah. Because we're not going to act like we haven't found offensive talent, high-end offensive talent from that same conference. We've seen this before. We've seen smaller school guys come in here and dominate at the NFL level. I'm never shy about a guy that's dominant. If he's dominant, look dominant. If you're supposed to dominate, it doesn't matter where we put you in this country. You should look like that when you're on the field. So I don't care if he's playing in the Mac West, or excuse me, the Mountain West. I don't care if he's playing in the SEC. I don't care if he's playing in the Pac-12. It could be the Pac-100 as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> if the man balling the way he's balling, I don't care. I love this game. And when you watch him, you can say, okay, that translates to the NFL. Because, you know, they always add teams and drop teams. I can't keep up with it, all right? I'm like, man, you in the Pac-12, but you live in New York. How'd that work? All right. So. Like I said, WVU might end up in the Pac-12. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, days. man. So, so for me, that's my thing, though, man. It's like if you're dominant, you're dominant. It doesn't matter where you're at. Yeah. It should look like that. I, I'm more concerned when we talk like the Zach Wilsons and, and, and that type of conversation where it's like, all right, you're supposed to be the best person out here. You're supposed to be taking games over. It shouldn't even look like a, it should look like a joke. It should look like a video game if you're out here. That's what it should look like, and it doesn't look like that consistently. 
that to me is more red flag than Zayvon just being the best player on the field and showing up and playing like the best player on the field every single game. Uh, you know what? That's re- that's very well said by you. Yeah, I agree. And I, I'm sure we'll we'll deep dive into quarterbacks more at some mm-hmm. point. But I I think that that's an astute point. You wanted Zach Wilson looking like Baker Mayfield out there. Exactly. Think about Baker, right? When Baker was at OU, did Baker look like the best player on the field? Yes. Like, consistently. Yes. There wasn't a debate. It wasn't this, oh, we got to wait till the <laughs> no. pro day and see him roll out and then throw this. This guy's a problem. It, it, it wasn't, hey, Baker, we like you, but we need to see you roll out to your left, throw across your body 80 yards downfield, into the middle of the field, throw you should never make, and then we're going to hype you and be like, oh, yeah, this is the guy. Baker ain't need none of that. Baker didn't even need to drop that flag in the middle of the field either. He didn't need to do that. <laughs> That's the concern with Baker was, oh well, I mean he grabbed his crotch one time. Hey, exactly. Oh, man, like, like, he like, planted a flag in right, the field one time. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like That's what we're worried about not, with Baker. Not can he do this? Uh, or can exactly. He do that? So to me, that's why I say like Yeah. Though the, the the Zach Wilsons, that's more red flag. That's more makes me unease than a guy like Xavier. It should watching Zach Wilson at BYU should have looked like Baker Mayfield. It, it should have. Yeah, and or, it, or, it, it, or, it did or, not. or worse. Should have looked like Trevor Lawrence. I, 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 I mean, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Trey Lance tape. Trey Lance tape looked like Xavier Collins tape. Yes, he dominates the one double A level. He looks like a guy yeah. who's dominating. Out and there. Then, and then for me, I was like, you know, I'm biased. I'm like, well, let me see you do it against a real defense. He did it against JMU. Now, granted, mm-hmm. it was contained, but he still did some things where it was like. Yeah, you're the best player on the field right now. And then yeah. while we continue to chase this shiny object, you watch Zach Wilson against the best team they played all year, Coastal Carolina, mm-hmm. and he got roughed up. <sighs> yeah. Ah, but we'll talk more about quarterbacks when that time comes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, because we're giving our defense and our defenders their due diligence. Number so, two on your big board. Yes, indeed. So for me at number two, man, I got the guy we were just talking about, Zayvon Collins. I've said this before. He reminds me of Brian Erlacher. Great size, rangy. I know he ran a 4-6, but I'll tell you, and I'll say this, a thousand times, man. The forty-yard dash—it's like a—it's like the SAT. You train for it. There is a method to running a fast forty. No exaggeration. No, absolutely. It is super simple in terms of all right. The first ten yards, what you're supposed to do, and then the last five yards, what you're supposed to do, and that could be the difference between you running a four-six and a four-five-five, or a four-five and a four-four-nine. Is that simple? So to me, seeing that four-six, I'm not concerned because he plays. Faster. When you cut the tape on, he looks like the guy that's flying around the field. The the flip side, when we cut the tape on with Jamin Davis, who timed it 4-3, you watch him play, and he looks like a 4-6, 4-7 guy. He, I mean, he, he doesn't look as twitchy. doesn't look like he has that same level of long speed. So that's why when we talk about these times, I don't really get enamored with what a 40 time is. I want to see when we cut that tape on. Are you playing at that speed? Correct. Because we can point out guys that ran 4-3 and guys that play 4-3. Jamin ran 4-3. Shazier ran 4-3. You cut the tape when you tell me which one plays faster. That's kind of how I look at it. With Zavin, Zavin might have timed at 4-6, but he plays like a 4-5, 4-4 guy, like mm-hmm. when you see him running around. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I like is this, man. I think that he's going to excel in zone dropping. Like he can do that off the gate as soon as he gets in here. He's going to excel at that because he's great with his instincts. He understands the route concepts, soft hands. He has a ton of interceptions. A lot. He gets his hands on the football. For a guy, I who, love for that. a guy who supposedly isn't great sideline right. to sideline, he gets a lot of interceptions. And a, a, another thing I like is this. He is a very fundamental tackler. 
tackler. In terms of he's not a big hit guy. Can he big he can he big hit? Sure. But he wraps up. And why is that important? At the NFL level, big hitters don't last. You have to be a big tackler. You have to wrap these guys up because the contact bounces too good. You can run oh excuse me, you can run full speed into Nick Chubb, hit him as hard as you want. If you don't wrap him up, he might take a step back, but he's gonna keep ah, running after that. Wait, did we see that happen week seventeen? Oh, wait, 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 wait a second, I, I, hold on. I, I, Week oh, 17, yeah. the, the week after that, the week before that. I mean, we, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you can't just be a hitter. You got to wrap up. And with Zavin, he consistently wraps up, even though he has the size. of. It's times I'm watching him tackle the running back. I'm like, bro, this running back is half your size. Like, you can probably <laughs> just push him down. Yeah. And he's still great fundamental, breakdown, wrap-up, tackle. I'm like, that translates to the NFL. Regardless of the competition, that translates. And, I mean, like you already said, he would fit absolutely perfect here. And oh, that's why if we were going to take a linebacker Especially and he was available, Bush, you kidding me? I would love him in this defense. Oh. Not only, like I said, can he be a menace in terms of the run stuff, but the zone drops that we do, he can he will excel in that defense. That's that's my thing. I, yeah, I he just, could be close to a double-digit sack like, guy like, with the seriously, Steelers. Like how Vince doubt. was a few years ago. Vince had, or, what, eight or nine a few years or, ago? Or take, take it to the cat that was um, in Arizona. Was it Daryl Washington, yes. I think yes, it was? Yes, good example. Yeah, good 100 example. plus tackles, 10 plus sacks, couple picks, like that type of guy. That's what Zavin can be to me, man. I concur, Arthur Motes. I concur. So we just had our sec- our, our two and three guys swapped. Cause mm, okay, okay. I have I have JOK. And, and I, I should have said this. Number two. I'm biased towards JOK. He's from the crib. I didn't realize this until like a day ago. He's from the 757. So he's moving up to number so, one. On so I, I thought about bumping him <laughs> number one and just telling people, like, look, man, he's from the 757. So y'all know how I feel about this, man. Because, see, I'm biased in the opposite way. Uh, everybody knows my feelings about the football program located in the Oakland District of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But mm-hmm. if I were to make a dislike list, those Golden Dumbers in South Bend would probably be number two. <sighs> I mean, Arthur Motes, I'm still not over them beating uh, us and Major Harris in the 1989 National Championship you know game, teams? even though it happened two years before I was born. I was going to say, you probably got a lot of teams, though, that you got, like, ill will towards because— Hey, would you take it easy? I mean, I'm just, would you would you would you take it easy? With all due, with all due respect. No, to be fair though, you know, I'm not one of those like love. I'm not one of those Columbus Blue Jackets fans who ah, like all right, who all right. just loathes the Penguins. Like that's a I there's a couple individual guys that I don't like. You know, right, one, of them, one of them was a running back. Hey. You know, uh, his uh, his his name, his nickname might be something that you look for in the summertime underneath a tree when it's <gasps> hot out. Yes, 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 yes. But I digress. Jeremiah Owusu. S- two, two times Super Bowl chant, too. Put some respect on his name. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, Motsi, he to me is, remember uh, how we talked about Isaiah Simmons last year? Oh, yes. Similar, just not quite to that level. I like that. You know what That's, I mean? I like, like that. He, yeah. He, um... He is he's not as good as Isaiah Simmons, but he is maybe, you know, the like I don't even want to say value brand Isaiah Simmons, because mm-hmm. I feel like that would be selling him short, but you get what I'm saying. He is a Isaiah Simmons light. Maybe, maybe okay. that's that's the most respectful way to put it. Um he is not your classic, like he I, I don't think he is plug and play at any one position. Mm. Kind of like with Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. That was where do you play him? He's not necessarily a that Mike the, linebacker. Right? He's not coming off the edge. What are you gonna do? Well, you're not gonna move him to safety, are you? He's not a plug-and-play guy in that traditional sense, Arthur Motes, but what he is is a matchup equalizer, I think is, is how I would mm, put it. He I is like one that. of those he is one of those modern defenders, right, who for every offense out there in the NFL now that it seems like they have a matchup nightmare, mm-hmm. right? They've got a, you know, a, how Rob Gronkowski was or George Kittle, you know, or, or just all these guys now, Travis Kelsey, just these guys that can play in the middle of the field that are absolute matchup nightmares for defenses. Motsi, he's your answer. 
Like, like he is your equalizer to all those guys. He is a modern defender. He is an answer to a lot of these modern offenses. You need that. You, you, <laughs> you need that type you, of guy. You, you absolutely need that yeah. type of guy. Again, he's I don't like not a top ten type bona fide stud draft pick or anything like that. Like not quite Isaiah Simmons, but in that next tier. No, without a doubt, I like that a lot, man. I could definitely see that too. I like you, you called him with a, a matchup equalizer. Matchup equalizer. I like that. Because we always hear about these tight ends, right? Like Kyle Pitts is a matchup yeah. nightmare, Arthur Motes. He is a matchup nightmare. Okay, yes. well, JOK is a matchup equalizer. I like Coined that. Coined it here first. I like that. Shout, shout out to you for your, your, your creativity today. Look, look at yeah. you, man. <laughs> and uh, I think we all have the consensus at number one Michael Parsons. Wait, a- no. Uh- a- AKA Darius Leonard to me. <laughs> that, that's what he looks like. He's long, rangy. Oh, cat quick, very instinctive, super productive, can blitz, can run, stop, can cover you, me, your mama, my sister, and my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> plays man, plays zone, fundamental tackler, was a high school DN, so you know I love that. I mean, what, what you want from the kid, man? Put him in a 4-3, he's going to be the best player out there. You put him in a 3-4, he's going to eat. It, it, it is what it is, man. This is the guy that you want on your team. This is Darius yeah. Leonard. That, that's this year's Darius Leonard. That's what he looks like. That's what he plays like. Crazy productive. He's on the TV right now. Looks great with the single with, with the levens on. I mean, just yeah, I like the kids' game, man. And he went to LBU, so you know it's a high pedigree he, school, man. He's a freak. He's he's. You know what I think of when I think about Micah Parsons? Oh, you seen the movie Super Bad Arthur Motes? Oh yeah. You know the scene where. Like uh, Seth Rogen and, and the cops are, are like breaking yes. up the party. Yes. And uh, what's his name? Gurf, go, goofy, nerdy dude. Oh. Michael Sarah yeah. decides to take off. Uh-huh. And they chase him, right? And Seth Rogen's chasing and he can't get him. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, he's, a, he's the fastest kid in America. Fastest he's the fastest kid, kid alive. That, that to me is like dealing with Mark Micah Parsons. Dude, it's unreal. I, I feel like you're Seth Rogen in that scene in Super. Like you're just hunched over and you're like, oh. Oh, he's a freak. Is different. Oh, he's the fastest kid in America. He's the fastest kid alive. He he he's just different. Arthur Motes. Is second different. second high. I don't know if you if you saw this in doing your research. Second highest graded college football run defender in the last twenty years as a sophomore. Second highest graded run defender in the last twenty years as a sophomore. As good as advertised. Like he is so freakish honestly Motes, I think he could be an edge rusher. Like if if he, no, if no, he that, would really that's what I'm that's what I'm saying like if he would really devote himself to that. He could be the the, the number well, one edge rusher and in this, this class. This is my thing when I watched him at Penn State the thing that I love is you see when he comes off the edge this is the thing that made me look up to find out like does he have any pass rush history because is certain things that I know as a pass rush that I see him rush off the edge, and I'm like, You're like you, you don't know to up. do that, right? Yeah. You're not just like I see linebackers blitz, and they look like inside linebackers blitzing. Yes, you're rushing the passer. Yes, that's the difference. Rushing the passer and this guy just a linebacker blitzing night and day. Linebackers blitz, they just run through a hole blindly. They they're not juking. They're gonna try to run this guy over. That's that, or they might try to give him a stick. I see Mike come off the edge. I'm like, oh, you're setting this dude up. Like, you, you got a little get off. You understand pad level in it. I'm like, whoa, it's whoa, like, whoa. It's like the wide receiver who played quarterback exactly. all throughout high school. Exactly. Like, right? you just like, see, you like, just see it differently. It's different. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, no. man. Uh, he he's he's very impressive. He, now, like, I like his game a lot, if, man. If, if he were if he were ten pounds heavier, he could be Easily. the number one edge rusher in this class. Easily. Like, like, without a doubt. That's yeah. just that's just how much of a freak he is, Arthur Motes. I. Cool. 
Yeah. Wh- I, whoever gets him, man, you're going to love whoever him. Whoever gets him is going to love him. And I just. Yeah. I'm I, over here. I hope he doesn't end up on one of these teams that we're going to have to see him a lot. Listen, I was over here like, look, we need all these mock drafts to keep seeing quarterback for the first 10, first 10 picks. Do that. And then let him fall into these late teens. And then we can go ahead and pull another Devin Bush. Go ahead and make that move. Okay. I, I, that's what I'll. Okay. I'll that's perfect scenario, but I, mean, I, I got to happen. Like, because the Bengals aren't going to take him as high as they're drafting. Well, they even said with the Bengals is different because with uh, with Panay, they were saying that he like they, they could see Panay. the Bengals going in a different direction where he could potentially fall till later in the tent, just depending on hmm. some of the things that can happen with these quarterbacks ahead of time. So yeah, man. Listen, I'm trying to seek comfort here with Micah Parsons. Okay, hey. the Bengals ain't going to take him, and hmm. the Browns and the Ravens are picking behind the Steelers. So. I think we're good. Mm-hmm. I think we're good. Are we good? Are we good? Martin, are we good? We good? I think we're good. That dude's a beast, man. He's a beast. <laughs> he absolutely hey, is. Hey, but let us know. But, 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 but power grid. Megawise, yeah, man. Involved. We get, got a couple get, tweets Give here. us your top five. Let us know your top five linebackers coming out in this year's draft, man. Put them in here, and then we'll talk about that at the front end before we transition mm-hmm. to this next group. Thrash says, Motsi talking nice about a PSU guy warms my heart. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. I, 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 stop it. Don't, don't you do that. Don't you do that, all right? We are not, all right? <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> but anywho, man, like I said, hit us up on the Twitter.com, man. Let us know your top five running backs coming into this year's 2021 NFL Draft, Ooh. man. On the .com at TheBody52. The body. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And this is Molson Euler on SNR. <laughs>